and you can sing, Stevie Wonder. Thanks for joining us today at Happy Life Studios. It's good to hear that that you got faith, and I think that would be a great topic for us to talk about today. So thanks for joining us, Stevie Wonder. Let's talk about faith. I'm going to show you how to operate in the spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Now that I think about it, I think I'd actually like to talk about hope today. Uh, so, <laughs> would that be okay with you, Stevie Wonder? Okay, 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 we'll talk about faith, all right? Uh, this is a spirituality and religion podcast. Faith is a necessary part of that, obviously. Uh, this is a, this thing that we talk about, uh, this friendship with God, is actually called a walk of faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 from the Bible says that we are actually saved by grace through faith. So salvation, a relationship with God, comes through faith. And, and when we fall away from God and we decide to turn our back on that, we say that we lost our faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, another book in the Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. So faith is a very important thing. It, it can't be explained logically. It goes beyond. It's not less than logical thought. It goes beyond logical thought. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9, it talks about, about God says that your thoughts aren't like my thoughts. <clears throat> your ways aren't like my ways. My ways are higher than your ways. And his way is all about faith. There is a, a main scripture verse that, that we talk about all the time when we talk about faith. Uh, it's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. That whole chapter is called the faith chapter. It talks about people of faith and what they went through. And the very first verse of that chapter is is one of the main verses on faith. It just explains faith. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I like how the New Living Translation puts that verse. It says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. So it's the confident assurance of what we hope for. So you see how hope is actually linked with faith. So, I mean, I feel like I, if I'm going to talk about faith, I feel like I need to talk about hope here. When we talk about faith a lot, I've heard a lot of sermons on faith going up. I've given a lot of sermons on faith, but I never really tagged on this portion of it because I've never really seen it until just a couple days ago um, when I'm reading this thing. It's the assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. Uh, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if I don't have hope, I don't think I can have faith. So Stevie, I, I got to ask you one more time. 
Is it okay if I tag on hope a little bit in this podcast? Oh, thanks, Stevie. Does that mean that you're okay if I talk about hope now? Cool. Thanks. I love you too. So a couple of weeks ago, I was having a conversation with a happy lifer, and I really got convicted by something that they said. They said they were they were praying, they were talking with God. I don't like that term prayer as much. I like the word talking with God more because of what I'm about to say right here. When you think of prayer, you think of a, a one-way conversation, right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 in the message translation says that in prayer, there's a connection between what God does and what we're doing. And that's really why we pray. It's a communication. It's a conversation. It's a, it's supposed to be two way. And so what got me about what this happy lifer said is she said to me that the other day she was talking to Jesus and she just said, God, what do you think? Not even what do you think about my problems? I think when it comes to prayer, you know, we, we tell God our, our problems. We tell God our situation. We tell God the thing we're afraid of. And that's what prayer has turned into. But prayer is so much more than that. Prayer is conversational. So if the only time I ever talked to my wife, for instance, was when I was discouraged or down or I was concerned about our relationship with each other, that would be kind of a bummer relationship in my opinion. And I think that oftentimes that's what prayer has turned into. It's turned into, God, I'll come to you when I'm in trouble, but the rest of life I will handle. And that really isn't God's desire at all. In the same way that it's not my desire as my as a father, as a parent of my children, that they would just come to me when the hard times come. I like it when my kids come to me, even when things aren't difficult, when they just sit down on the couch and, and hang out with me. So that's what convicted me about what this happy lifer said. She said, she just asked God, what are you thinking? I think it's one thing, like I said, to ask God about what your problem is. I think the next step is to say, God, what do you think about my problem? I think if you're going to tell God your situation, if you're going to pray about something you're concerned about or afraid of, I think you should at least ask that next question. I think you should always ask, what do you think about that? And allow him to reveal it to your heart somehow, um, what he's thinking about it, because then you're giving him an opportunity to speak back into that situation instead of us just talking. I mean, we, we all have people in our lives that do a lot of talking, and I'm probably one of the people in other people's lives that do all the talking. But I try to focus hard on on listening because, you know, when you see someone that's always talk, 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 when you see them, you kind of tend to walk on the other side of the street, on the other side of the hallway. You don't, because you know, if, once you have a conversation with them or you call them on the phone, they're going to just go on and on and on and on. And, and that isn't always the most fun. It's, it's when Everybody wants their voice to be heard too. And I think that comes from God. We're made in his image. I think God's like, yeah, but I got something I'd like to say too. I I can help you with that. You want to know what my thoughts are on that? But I think even farther than God, here's what I'm concerned about. And then asking God what he thinks about it. But to just ask God what he thinks, period, about anything, leave it wide open. I thought, what, how refreshing that must have been to God when one of his followers, one of his friends says, God, what are you thinking? I love it when I've got friends that, that ask me, Steve, what do you think? Not even what do you think about this, just what are you thinking about? And so I decided I was going to do that. I used to do that more, and I've gotten away from it. And when I talked to this happy life, it kind of convicted me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. So I woke up in the morning, and one of the first questions I asked, I was hanging out with Jesus, and I just said, God, what do you think about today? What are you thinking about? Not about me, but what are you thinking about, period. Wide open question. And I, I almost 
hesitated asking that question because I know what he's going to tell me. I mean, I know what he's got to be thinking about. He's God, right? I've seen Bruce Almighty. I know how it works. <laughs> but remember when Bruce Almighty, when all of a sudden he traded places with God for one day and he, he just... He didn't know how to handle all the prayers that are coming to him. Everybody is, is asking God to help. They're asking for, you know, and there's all these situations. So whereas children, he's concerned about world peace. He's concerned about terrorism. He's concerned about racism. He's concerned about famine. He's concerned about diseases. He's concerned about AIDS. He's concerned about little grandkids worry about their grandparent. I mean, there's not a thing that escapes him, and he's concerned about it all. And so I, when I say, God, what are you thinking about? I was like, okay, here it comes. But I'm in a good spot emotionally. I'm ready for it. But I know what he's going to say. Well, I'm thinking about racism. I'm thinking about sexism. I'm thinking about terrorism. I'm thinking about all the other isms. I'm thinking about diseases, and I'm thinking about the people that are asking me to, to heal this person. And I'm thinking about the children that are in the children's ward in the hospital. I'm thinking about those that are in, in counseling right now and, and that, are, that are worried. I'm thinking about those that are thinking about ending their life. I'm thinking, and I was just expecting this, this barrage of negative emotions came into my head, and I was just waiting for what God was going to say, what he's thinking about it. That only took like a second or two, all that stuff entered my mind, and I got one word back. I said, God, what are you thinking about? And I'm expecting all these things. I'm cringed. I'm, I'm waiting for it to hit. And I suddenly get one word. And I get that word and I'm thinking, that <laughs> that can't be the answer to what I was talking about because it's so opposite of what I was just thinking about. And then I thought more and more about it and I went, wait a minute. That's exactly what God is thinking about. The word, well, you probably guessed it, right? But the word was hope. And I thought, when I see racism, God sees hope. When I see terrorism, God sees hope. When I see violence, when I see bullying, when I see fear, God sees hope because God loves to help. God loves to be in our world. It's like when my kids misbehaved or they did something wrong. It used to really bother me in my beginning stages of parenting. And even as a youth pastor, when the kids in my youth ministry would do something really dumb or my leaders would do something really dumb, it used to really bother me until one day I felt like God revealed to me. He said, Steve, that's nothing more than an opportunity for you to show them the right way to go. And I thought, that's beautiful. I mean, when God sees all these things that I think, you know, all these things that are so heavy on me and are heavy things, they're big deals, but God sees something else. He sees nothing more than an opportunity for him to do a miracle, nothing more than an opportunity for him to communicate with somebody to help them get through that thing. Faith, like Hebrews 11, one said, we said earlier, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. So Hope and faith, they go together. Let me explain it this way. Let's say you're walking in a wide open gymnasium, right? And there's nothing in the gymnasium. You're the only person. And there's a door on the right. There's a door on the left. And you're exactly in the middle. And you're walking forward. Which is going to take more energy for you to go to the right door or if you go to the left door? They're both the same equal distance apart. There's nothing in between you and the doors. It's, 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 so what takes more energy? I mean, it's not a trick question there. You probably say, well, it depends. Are you right-handed? Are you left? I mean, but truth is, whether I go right or go left in that situation, it takes the same amount of energy. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Or like we read earlier, it's the confident assurance that what I hope for is going to happen. So truth is, Henry Ford said it. He said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. It takes as much belief for me to believe something bad is going to happen as to believe something good is going to happen. I mean, think about it. Faith is, I don't see it, but I just know it's going to happen. 
Well, fear is, I don't see it. I just know it's going to happen. Fear is simply faith in darkness. It's faith in doubt. It's faith in discouragement. It's faith in all these negative things. But faith is belief in something positive. Whatever I hope for is where my faith is going to be. And I think that that hope has become a lost art. I look at a lot of people's social media because I like to connect with people. And when I travel, I travel and I hang out with a lot of people. And I'm always amazed at the amount of believers in God that have been saved by grace through faith that are walking this life of faith at how little hope they have. I'm surprised at how often our social media posts are all negative and all about, oh, I knew that was going to happen. When we say, I knew that was going to happen, that's either we knew darkness was going to happen or we knew light was going to happen. We either knew that we were going to give in and let the enemy take over, or we were going to give in and God was going to save the day. Either way, it takes the same amount of belief. I I subscribe to the good newsletter. You can go to a good, good, good dot co. I believe the address is the reason I subscribe to them is because I need good news in my life. You overcome bad with good. And so instead of trying to get rid of the bad, I just need to increase the good. Instead of when I walk into a room and it's all dark, I can sit there and curse the darkness or I can just turn on a light. So I can either focus on trying to get rid of the darkness or I can just focus on bringing in more light. And when I bring in more light, the darkness already disappears, which is the reason why I subscribed to the good newsletter. Because every Tuesday, they fill my inbox with good news. And one tagline I got from them was, good news is no news. I mean, we love to highlight the negative. We love to highlight all the junk that's going on. But I think we should be highlighting hope. Hope is a powerful thing. It's easy to go negative. It's easy to float backwards downstream. But it's it's harder to swim upstream like the salmon does. But that's when the salmon gives life by swimming upstream. That's why the salmon is so strong and its meat is so good is because it's always swimming up against the stream. And I think it's time that we stop giving into the discouragement and floating down the stream of negativity, floating down the stream of that. It's all around us. I mean, people are constantly posting stuff that's just so negative. We got to swim up against that stream. We can't jump out of that stream because we're in that stream. That stream is called life. But we can swim up against that. Man, when when our posts are full of a bunch of negativity, all it takes is one positive post to, to get people's attention. When the people at your workplace are, are full of talking about negative things or talking bad about the boss, all it takes for you is to say, not say one thing, to not agree with them or to, to compliment the boss. Man, that is going to change that environment like crazy when you're with your friends and you're at school and, and they're making fun of some other student for you to say, I kind of like that person. I mean, that changes the whole tide of everything. Faith says, I'm confidently assured that that's going to happen. But is it going to be hope or is it going to be despair? Which direction am I going to head towards? Which area am I going to look at? Am I going to go to the right or to the left? Am I going to go this way? Am I going to go that way? Am I going to go towards light or am I going to go towards darkness? I hang around a lot of people that are believers in Christ, which means they're living a life of faith. Well, if we're living a life of faith, then hope has to be involved with that. We need to believe in what we hope for is going to happen and not, oh, I knew that was going to happen, but, oh, I was hoping that was going to happen because God is a big God and he loves us a lot and he cares about us. Why not believe that? 
God sent his own son to earth. We just got done talking about it through the whole holiday season. God sent his son to earth to, to live a life so that we could have a relationship with him, so we could have a friendship with him, so that he could help us, so that he could forgive us, so he could be our friend, so that he could be with us. Focus on that. That brings hope. And you know what our society needs today? They need more hope. That's our job. As happy lifers, it's our job. As those that walk this walk of faith, it's our job. And when I was reading that good newsletter, it it shocked me because I opened it up and I can't believe how I got shocked by it. But it just said 2019 was the best year ever. And I'm thinking that was so foreign to me. Why should it shock me that 2019 was the best ever? Because in my mind, I'm like, the world keeps getting worse. I'm tired of that conversation. It just keeps getting worse. Well, you know, it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, it keeps getting worse, but it also keeps getting better. Let me just read to you part of this article. It said, the bad things that you fret about are true, but it's also true that since modern humans emerge, 2019 was probably the year in which children were least likely to die. Adults were least likely to be illiterate and people were least likely to suffer excruciating and disfiguring diseases. Then it went on and talked about how many people are getting fresh water and and going online for the very first time. It, It talked about Historically, almost half of all humans died in childhood. And by 1950, 20% of all children still died by the age of 15. Now that figure just dropped to 4%. (laughs) And then had another article that talked about, let nobody tell you that the second decade of the 21st century was been a bad time. We are living through the greatest improvement in human living standards in history. Extreme poverty has fallen below 10% of the world's population for the first time. It was 60% when I was born. And this goes on and on and on and on. That's good news. And it it so shocked me. But why should it shock me? Why don't we focus on those things? It's easy to focus on all that other stuff. But I don't want to do that in 2020. In 2020, I want to be a person of hope. I have to mention my friend who is doing Hopey Life. I'm going to put her in the show notes. But I did a podcast with her, and we're going to start to do her own podcast called The Hopey Life. And I said, what's it about? I mean, for what group is it for? She says, it's for anybody that needs hope. And I'm like, I love that. Sign me up. My hand's up in the air. That's what I need. And, and that's what I want. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. That's my prayer for us, is that we would know the hope that he's called us to. We're in the middle of that wide open gym. Which hope do we pick on? Do we do we choose the hope that says, I just know something bad's going to happen, or do we choose the hope that something good is going to happen? Because God has a hope that he wants us to have. The hope that he has called you to. And here's the good news. Are you ready? Romans 15, 13 says, so I pray that the God who gives you hope, did you get that? The God who gives you hope will keep you happy. <laughs> I love that. Hope and happy go together. That's why my friend who's got the, you know, the new podcast, are getting ready to start Hopey Life. Happy and hope go together. That's kind of where Hopey Life came from. But the God that gives you hope will keep you happy. God's the one that keeps us happy. He's the one that keeps us happy and full of peace as you Believe in him. And then it says, may you overflow with hope through the power of his spirit. And that's what it's all about. God's spirit wants to give you hope. He's called you to hope to believe that something good is going to happen, that God is in control, that he's got a plan for your life, that he cares about you. And whatever you're going through, he can help you get through that. He doesn't always heal everyone. 
all the bad doesn't always necessarily go away, but hope is always there. And when you lose hope, you've lost it all. You know what I'm talking about. When there's no hope there, that's the worst. But we can make it through anything when we've got something to hold on to. And that thing to hold on to is hope. So happy lifer, go be a hopey lifer. Get out there and spread some hope. Ask God to help you. In fact, let's do that right now. God, help us to be full of hope. Help us to find the hope that you want us to have and give it to us. Overwhelm us with your hope and you're happy. In Jesus' name, I pray that over us. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. Steve Ace.